0: Um, so we're carrying on in our connecting series. So um, if you remember, we did the connecting up, which is the connecting with God, which, like I said, the, the leadership team were like, that's the first part, right? The most important aspect of who we are as humans is our relationship with God. That has to come first. So we talked about that a bit. And then did the connecting in, like connecting with each other. So, um, and had really good feedback. So thanks, church. Hey? Heaps of people going, oh, my gosh, I'm just loving the series. It's awesome. Worst thing was, like, last Sunday, when did you preach, Graham? Last Sunday. Yeah, last Sunday, Graham preached the most phenomenal sermon ever. Like, it was awesome. And, I, like, seriously, if you didn't um, catch it, I'd encourage you to go online. You can listen to the podcast. The video it was so good. Um, but I had so many people, like, way like maybe I get one person after one of my sermons going, great sermon. I had, honestly, probably 10, 15 people during the week going, man, that Graham can preach. What a great sermon, that great balance of encouragement. And, ch-. and I was like, man, I just feel, like, sad, but... No, it was, well, it was such, but seriously, eh, if you missed it, I'd encourage you to listen. Such a good sermon about community, right? The importance of community. And you see it coming out in that, that passage that we, um, that, that Terry just read. So, yeah, that's so cool. We're, we're all needed, right? That's what Paul's big point is. We're all needed. None of you are like, oh, but not me. I'm only a whatever. It's like, no, you're needed. You're part of this, right? I'm gonna go pretty hard on that um, today. So, whoa, Kelly, can you sort that and get it to that connect in slide? Oh, ah, you do it. I'll stop clicking. Yeah. So connecting in. So that's what we're going about. Connecting and We need each other. So um, I want to start with a couple of stories. Um, so the first one is about the gym. And I know some of you are like, oh, my gosh, we don't care about you going to the gym. But bad luck because i got the microphone. So as you can tell, pretty regular at the gym. Amen? <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, such a loving church. Nah, so I go to the gym. I go to the gym pretty often, um, as you can tell. If I flex now, a lot of ladies would swoon, so I'm not going to do that, right? <laughs> um, and my friend, Hale where's Hale down there? Hale is like a gym ninja. Like, Halei was playing bass. She is like an absolute gym freak. And uh, when I joined the gym, you get a, one free session with a personal trainer, which I'd never done, and it was one of the funniest things ever. I don't know if I told you. Every exercise I did, he would go, no, no, bro, what are you doing? Why are you doing it like that? And I'd be like, I don't know. That's just how I do it. Like bench press. I was doing bench, and he's like, stop, bro, Stop. What are you doing with your neck? I was like, I don't know. That's how, it, like, every, literally every exercise is terrifying. So it really helped. Anyway, so then he was like, let's sit down and put together a program for you to get huge. Again, I won't flex because people will freak out. Um, and so I sat down with him, and we we're talking about doing, you know, chest and back and all this crazy stuff. And then he goes, oh, when you talk about doing legs, and I was like, eh, I just can't be blurry. I'm not going to do leg day, right? Now, Halei, who's a gym nerd she works in the cafe, well, she's at uni, but works in the cafe, the number of times she yells at me when I'm leaving and I'm off to the gym, don't skip leg day, right? Turn to someone and say, don't skip leg day. Can you turn to someone? So good, don't skip leg day. And the the whole point is like, and so when I said to this personal trainer guy, who was like the buffest guy I've ever met, um, that I'm not doing legs, he was just like, bro, you can't skip leg day. And went on this whole massive like speech about our body is like a special kind of instrument thing. You have to work out all the parts. You, you can't just work your chest. You have to work your back, otherwise it's blah, 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 and then legs. Oh, my God, he just could not get in his head, and so he made me a program with legs, which I never do, right, because I skip leg day. Um, I think sometimes, some, well, I'm going to come back to leg day. Keep remembering leg day. I know some of you are like, I don't care about, I don't care about gym stuff. Gardens, right? Gardens is where it's at. So um, I've got a good friend who's a farmer, and one of the things that he finds really important, obviously, is growing grass, he's a dairy farmer, and he said it's really important to rotate crops, right? You can only fertilise so much, but there's a real key and a real trick in rotating crops, right? So he said if you just keep growing the same crops in the same paddock all the time, it just draws, drains out all the nutrients, um, and puts certain nutrients in, so you've got to mix it up, right? And so he had a friend who was a soil nutritionalist, I don't even know, Halei? Shay, is that the right word? You guys are the soil wizards. Anyway, like a soil nutritionist. And they came to his farm, part of their job, to check out all his paddocks and, and tell him where everything was deficient. And then I met him for coffee not long after that. And he, he comes in, he goes, bro, I've cracked it! And I was like, no idea what you're on about, bro. And he was so pumped because his soil was perfect in every paddock they tested. And the person said, I've never seen this. No one does this. There's always deficiencies, but you have your crop rotation so perfect that, that you're... Your farm is like perfect. And he's, I don't know how many times in the next conversation, he's like, I've cracked it, bro. I've cracked it. I'm like, okay, I'm excited for your soil, but I really don't care. Hopefully you know where I'm kind of going, right? Um, I think some of, I'm going to be real careful when I say this. I think some of you in this church feel like leg day (laughs) and you feel like we skip you or that you need to skip. (laughs) because you're just not valuable, you're not important, you're just you, what have you got to offer? (laughs) And that's why I got Terry to read that passage, because the whole point in that passage is, he's like, everyone needs everyone, the eye needs the foot, the foot, we we need you. So don't skip leg day. (laughs) If you feel like, man, I'm leg day, I kind of skip a bit, you know, I'm not so important. It's like, what? Are you mad? (laughs) You're you're part of our community, right? We've got to have a balanced body, right? We can't just work out the the greeters and the coffee people you know it's it's all of us together does it make sense okay thanks to the two people that nodded and and the same with the garden thing right the same with the garden it's all of us working together that makes it really well we can't just grow maize 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 the ground will die it's we grow maize and we grow turnips and we whatever so it's all of us together you might be a turnip some of you some of you are maize some of you are fertilizer but let's not talk about that you know what i mean though right (laughs) It's us together, right? It's us together, hey. um, Yeah, none of you are legged, day. Hey? Seriously. <laughs> I don't care if you're sitting there going, nah, bro, you don't know me, man. I got nothing to bring, nothing. I have no skills, no gifts, nothing. And I just need to say, maybe you're in a hard season, so please don't hear me going, in that case, you need to... <laughs> Not saying that, because Jesus will call you when it's the time. Um, but there's no such thing as someone who's got nothing because <laughs> you're indwelt by God if you're in a relationship with him and he's super powerful. <laughs> so he'll, he'll use you, eh? So, yeah, don't skip leg day, right? He'll yell it to me all week anyway. It's crazy. Hey, so this is where I'm going. We are greater than me, right? We're greater than me. We together are greater than me. So etu, stand up if you want to. I know some of you don't like this part, but bad luck. So if you want to stand up, that's good. Um, just go and say g'day. Don't forget there's some people that don't like to be touched. So don't just bounce them with a giant hug and just go and say kia ora. Buenos DS to a few people. Say, we are greater than me, right? We are greater than me. Community is better. Go and say day to a few people. Enohoa. <laughs> Enohoa. Enoho, have a seat, eh? Did <laughs> anyone actually go to people and say, we are greater than me? Anyone? Sorry. Hey, shot, team. Heaps of people are just like, how's it going? Good to see you. Man, I'm the lead, pause for effect, Pastor in this church. So when I speak, you have to obey, right? So unbelievable. <laughs> Much respect. Oh, what a joke. All right. Hey, moving on. Um, we're going to read a verse, right? Let's read this verse. Now, this is kind of a classic wedding verse, which always cracks me up because it's such a cool verse. So if you've got your Bibles, go over to um, Ecclesiastes 4. We're reading 9 to 12. Um, this is such a cool passage. And this is one of those cool ones. I'm, oh, if you've got a Bible, go there, because eh? it's good to follow along, make sure I'm not just making this stuff up or something weird. But um, oh, the reason I do that is it's the Word of God, man. The Bible is crazy powerful, and I think there's something powerful when you read it as well as just listening to me say it. That's why most of the verses are on the screen, but I always try and have one or two where I'm trying to get you to go there on your own device so you see it yourself, if you know what I mean. So, Cool. Um, this, this verse from Ecclesiastes, let me, let me read this and I'll do some explaining. Um, so we're thinking about community, right? I just love this. Two people are better off than one. For they can help each other succeed. Amen. And who knows that, right? You do any job by yourself, you're like, Bleh. you do it with a friend, and you're like, depending on the job. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. But how can one be warm alone? That's a wild verse. I read that and I was like, what. So we're going back um, thousands of years here. Probably when this is written, we're going back like 2,700, 800 years. And in Israel in winter, it's really, really cold. And when people traveled, they would never travel alone. To travel alone was stupid. You'd be attacked by bandits, But But if it was an overnight trip, you'd just freeze. You just couldn't stay warm enough. They didn't have flash sleeping bags like we have now. And so in their culture, you always traveled with at least one other person. And then you'd spoon, which I know some of us are like, what? That's insane. You know what spooning is, right? You're like hugging. And so the idea was, if you were by yourself, you'd almost definitely freeze to death, but you're with someone else, and you spoon with the coverings on you, you're going to be totally fine. And I was like, man, that's such a cool um, symbol of community, right? You try and do it alone, good luck with that. But no spooning after church unless you're married, right? It's just shady. Where are we? Um, next verse, a person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better for a triple-braided triple cord It's not easily broken. Um, a lot of people in, in a wedding will talk about the, the triple-braided cord as the, the two people getting married and, and God's kind of wound in there, which is super cool. But that's not what the origin of the text was. The origin of the text was in a war, two people fighting back to back. If they were good um, warriors, it was pretty hard to take them out. But three, it was like, nah, give up. If there's three back-to-back, they're just, they, they've got it because you, there's no way to come at a different angle. So it's pretty cool around community, right? Pretty cool around community. Um, so just kind of illustrating this community thing. So I often help out in the cafe, so when things are busy and I've got my real job doing pastory stuff, um, but maybe things are real busy and I'll jump in and, and give them a hand. And the one thing I hate is clothes, right? Anyone who's worked in hospo, how much do you hate closing? oh, it's just the worst thing ever, because you're done, you've been on your feet all day, although I've kind of only helped for a few minutes, but that's was at the point. And you just want to go home, right? So the cafe closed takes about an hour and a half, and that's with two, three people working pretty full-on for that hour and a half to, to sanitise everything and tables and food put away and the whole nine yards. So, so we're thinking community. You imagine how long that would take by yourself. <laughs> I'm like, it wouldn't take three times as long, it would take way longer because you'd be like, I'm never getting out of here. You'd walk in the dishroom and just burst into tears because there's dishes everywhere and you're like, oh Jesus. Um, one of the things I love about the cafe at the moment is the amazing Graeme and Ebony have been coming in a bunch of days a week to do dishes for a couple of hours and tidy up kitchens and stuff and it's so funny because the cafe team will often say to me, and I often don't know what's happening, they should ask Jay, but anyway, they'll say to me, oh, is Graham and Ebony coming today? And if I know it, I'm like, yeah. And they're like, woo, Because it means now there's not just three people doing clothes, there's five people doing clothes. So it's just so much better, right? Um, I'm going to say this infinitely, <laughs> infinite times, a lot of times this morning. Um, and I'm trying to say this in love, but if you're part of our faith community, um, kia ora video people, eh? kia ora podcast people. Super cool to have you tuning in. Hey, good on you for... Investing time in your week to connect in and listen in, so kia ora. awesome to connect with you, eh? Um, if you're part of our faith community and you're really trying to do this Jesus thing alone, you're just nuts. <laughs> you really are. <laughs> Imagine doing clothes by yourself as opposed to clothes with five people, the fun and the speed, it's just awesome. So if you're doing community alone, <laughs> you're not really part of the community and you're just missing out. You're missing out on the excitement. You're missing out on being used by God, having the Holy Spirit empowering you. So community's cool. (laughs) Community's good. Um, Easy ways to do it. Just get to church, right? It's not rocket science. I keep talking to people that have fallen out of the habit of church over COVID, which is understandable. And again, there's seasons. So don't hear me being like, you need to get to church. Are you an evil Christian? I'm not saying that, right? But I keep hearing people say, man, I fell out of the habit of, of regularly getting into church. But man, when I go... I just love it. <laughs> I love the worship and uh, maybe the sermon. <laughs> I love the reading. I just love church, man, and then the community afterwards and hanging out with cool people and weird people and people I don't like, but they're part of my my church whanau. I, I love it, you know? So get to church, pretty easy one. Join a life group, right? We have really cool life groups, heaps of them, I think about 10 plus life groups at all different times and Ages and stages all over the city, mums' groups and ladies' groups, which is kind of sexist, but whatever. Um, just everywhere, right? And that's where the real community happens. You can kind of do community on a Sunday, you know that. But you catch up with one or two people and maybe have a decent convo. But man, at a life group, it's just like, <sighs> I belong. <laughs> These people care about me. When my world's falling apart, they're like, how do we help? How do we help? <laughs> There's people in our church at the moment going through really bad stuff, like shut up, scary health stuff. And I catch up with them in that, and I'll say, do you need anything? And they're like, nah, Life Group's got it. I'm like, do you need some meals from church? Nah, Life Group's got it. A cow got out, <laughs> literally. <laughs> do you need help getting your cow? Nah, Life Group will sort it, and they did. They went around and caught the cow, wrangled a cow. So Life Group's are cool, eh? Life Group's are cool. They're really good. Um, join the prayer group. So we have a really cool prayer team prayer group on Facebook Messenger um, and we post stuff all the time and it's so cool, you see, someone will post and within honestly, within like 30 seconds there'll be 9 or 10 little you know, on Facebook Messenger, the little circle that someone's seen it, which I assume means they prayed, maybe they saw it and were like Craig wanting prayer again, ignore, nah and then you'll see all these hearts and hands and I'm like, that's community (laughs) we're all over, all over the place and someone's going, hey can you all pray? And boom, praying, praying, praying I'm like, mm so join that, right? It's, it's cool, eh? Um, God just wants you involved, right? God wants you involved. Um, the next part in that verse is if one or both fall into a pit, how will they get out? Um, in, in the Hebrew, it's literally meaning a, a pit, and it's a trap pit is the idea. And the idea is if you fell into it, back, remember, we're 2,700, 800 years ago. If you fell into it, you just died. That was made to not get you out. (laughs) So you died, but if you fell into it with someone else, you could get out, it's like, yes. Now, I don't think there's many pits around Row. Some of the sidewalks, seriously, council, pretty shady. I'm on my scooter flying off and just about dying, but pretty shady, but there's no pits. But but at the same time, (laughs) um, we have pits in our life, right? (laughs) Some of you have health pits that you've fallen into, and you're like, man, I am. this is a hard pit, this health one. Some of you have emotional pits of anxiety and depression, and you're like, man, this is a hard pit. Some of you have financial pits. Some of you have relationship pits or work pits or uni pits. You know what I mean? eh? When you fall into it by yourself, good luck with that. (laughs) But when you fall into it knowing there's a whole community of awesome and crazy people who love you, it's totally different. Um, a lot of you don't know how much pastoral care goes on around here during the week. So Jason and I do a bunch because we're paid. That's what we're paid to do, right? But there's a whole bunch. Yeah, we only do it because we're paid, right? If we didn't, we'd be like, and people ring, and I'm like, yeah, I don't care. Hang up on them. No. Um, we do it because we love, but we're also paid. Anyway, but there's a whole pile of people in our church that do a lot of pastoral care every week that you don't even know about, right? They're kind of like the secret pastoral care team. And it's so funny. I'll just hear stuff from them where they're like, oh, yeah, so-and-so's baby was really sick, so I just took around some baking. Sat and prayed with them. (laughs) Um, I heard so-and-so was struggling, so I just popped around with a meal for them. Um, Oh, hey, Craig, we just need to pray for so-and-so. They're going through a hard time. I've been texting them, praying them. There's people that text people in the church, like, every day, every day they're texting. You doing okay? How can I pray? It's like if some of those people didn't have that, they'd stay in that pit. Does that make sense? They'd have fallen in that pit, and it would be like... Good luck down there. <laughs> you know what I mean? But the church is a community reaching down. Man, how do I help? How do I support? How do I encourage? I just love that A. Eh? Um, it happens a lot. It really does. Hey, here's the next verse I've got on the screen for us so we can kind of see it together. It's from Hebrews 10 24 and 25. I just, this is one of my favourite verses ever. Let us think of ways to motivate, I love that A, eh? one another to acts of love and good works. Let us not neglect our meeting together. As some people do, but encourage one another. How cool is that, eh? Encourage one another. Mm. Especially now at the day of his return is drawing near. That bit always cracks me up. Because this one was written almost 2,000 years ago. And and whoever wrote Hebrews, we don't know, is kind of like writing it, being like, man, any minute now, Jesus is coming back. We need to encourage each other. Stay strong. Get to church. (laughs) We're like 2,000 years later, and we're still like, stay strong. Get to church. He's coming back. You know, it always cracks me up, right? It's cool. Um... I love that. The first sentence is real clear. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love. <laughs> we talk about loving one another at Agora all the time. It's like one of our key things. God loves us like crazy, therefore we love each other. We really do. And, and love is, is hard, because love means everyone. And in any community, and some of you crazy people online, you podcast and video people, some of you are just weird, right? <laughs> And sometimes you walk into church and you're like, oh man, so-and-so's here, dang it. <laughs> and I know some of you said this to me, you kind of hover in the foyer or wait to see where they sit and sit on the other side, right? <laughs> and I get that, right? Because some people just drive you crazy, but you're called to love them, right? So what does that look like? I'm doing what it says, right? I'm thinking of ways to motivate us to acts of love. How do you love on that person that drives you nuts? It might be little. I'm not saying you invite them for dinner because then you might end up strangling them and then you'll end up in jail and it's horrible, it might just be something small. You might just make a point of whenever you see them at church, you can't say, g'day. How you doing? Good? Great. And then, <laughs> I don't know. Acts of love. I love that. Eh? That's, a, that's kind of an easy one. The next one's real, really full on. Eh? This, this good works. How do we be motivated to do good works um, without this? So this is the key when we talk about good works. We aren't saved by good works, but we're saved for good works, right? So we're not saved by our good works. Jesus did that, right? When Jesus died on the cross, God punished him for all of our sin, your sin, my sin, the sin of the world, corporate, right? Again, community, right? The sin of the world. God punished Jesus for the sin of the world. And when we believe in the the sacrifice of Christ and we come to him and say, you're the boss of my life, you're the Lord of my life, remove my sin, it's like, boom, done. That's salvation, but because of the incredible sacrifice of Christ and the blessing that God brings to us directly from himself, but also through the community of God's people, in, in, in response, we want to serve. We want to do good works. So it makes sense, say with me? So we're not saved by good works. Like every time you do something, God's like, ooh, a little bit closer to heaven, another tick in the line, another seven ticks. and No, it's, we're saved by Jesus, but we're saved for good works, right? Um, so I'm doing what it said. I'm motivating you in this, right? So... I say this real carefully, so hang on, there's seasons to life where if you tried to do good works, even God would be like, no, <laughs> this is a bad time for you, you've got crazy kids, or, you know, just kids, you've got mad job, you've got life, uni's, ah, you know, sometimes it's like, just hold on, does it make sense, eh? Sometimes it's hold on, right? But if that's not your season, then my question is simply, how are you doing at excelling in good works? <laughs> How are you doing in good works? Where, where are you serving um, the creator of the universe who loves you so much? Uh, maybe in a community thing, awesome. I think there needs to be a service in here because we are the body of Christ. Remember what Terry read? The, the word body is in there so many times. We are the body. We are the community. So again, remember the seasons. So I'm not being like, after this, you can't be like, oh my gosh, the last thing I needed to hear was that stupid sermon by Craig. Seasons. Jesus will guide you, but where are you serving, Right? We, we, any church needs volunteers for everything, from greeters. We need more greeters. We need more visuals people. We need more worship. We need more... There's no ministry. Like, I'm never going to go, like, youth. Uh, youth um, Will and Sarah run the youth group. N- that would n- I'd never go to them and be like, hey, we've got more people. And they're like, oh, bro, we're full up of volunteers. <laughs> it's like, are you, wow, another person. Yeah, you know. What's God calling you to do, right? Is it youth, children, greeting, coffee? <laughs> I don't know, where's, where's that good works you're doing, right? Where's the good works, Say, eh? And remember, none of you are leg day. <laughs> none of you are leg day. None of you need to be skipped. No, no matter how small you think you are or no matter how insignificant you think you are, you're just not. You're forgetting who you are. You're indwelt by the creator of the universe. He can empower and guide you to do whatever he wants, right? What's that call he puts on your heart? What's that, that gifting that you know he's given you? where you're like, man, because if you don't do it, you miss out. You miss out on that experience of the Holy Spirit working through you and empowering you. You miss out on that experience of pulling someone out of a pit and just going, oh, shut up. That was the coolest thing ever. <laughs> I just prayed for so-and-so, and then I heard later on that they're now on the way up. Oh, my gosh, you know. <laughs> ah, that's cool, eh? Hey, the um, next bit in that. That verse from Hebrews, I'm getting all emotional because I just get excited about this Jesus stuff. <laughs> What's up with that? Um, I underline this this middle bit. Um, let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, eh? Encourage one another. Man. Just super important, eh, that this meeting together, and I, I know church is not, we are the church, right, as Joe said before about Franklin Thunder, but at the same time, there's something special when we come together, eh? There's something special about corporate worship, there's something special about community when you're just hanging out with other people that are indwelt by Jesus. It's just a cool thing, because that's how God wired us. That's how God designed us, right? I, I love that. I love that. So you really belong here, eh? You really do. Um, and we, we desperately need you. I, I said that a few weeks ago. I'm, we're going to look at another verse in a minute that says the same thing. That talks about, like, that. go back to that gym illustration or that gardening illustration all of us working together is what makes this thing work. And so if one part of us, no matter how small you may think you are, if one part of us is not working, the whole thing suffers. Does that make sense? We're going to look at that verse um, in a minute. Or well, let's look at it now. Let's go there now. So I've got it on the screen again. Here's this Ephesians 4, 16. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. Man, turn to someone and say perfectly. Is that okay? Perfectly. Okay. So you've got to remember lead pastor. I pause for effect. Lead pastor. Pretty important title. Amen. Oh, no, amen. <laughs> and I've got the microphone, so you have to do what I say. I'm joking. If anyone even calls me pastor, most of the time I'm like, are you serious? It's me Craig. What's up with that? I never, no one calls me lead pastor. So I need you to turn to someone because it's this cool thing. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. So what that means is that, again, no matter how awesome you think you are or how insignificant you think you are, You fit perfectly here (laughs) because he did it. God did it. You're not here because you wake up one morning and thought, oh, check out that weird church down there with the cafe, with the pastor with the glorious beard. You're here because God drew you here. We need you here, right? Turn to someone and say, perfectly. We fit perfectly. Perfectly. You guys are fired. I give up. All right. Um, We fit together perfectly. (laughs) As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow I'm going to read that again, because that is a really crazy verse. I'm going to sit on this for a minute. As each part does its own special work, so its own individual work, its own work that God has called and gifted and impassioned that person to do, as each person does that, it helps the other parts grow, so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. I just love that, eh? Yeah, I, you're just missing out <laughs> if you're not serving, if you're not pulling people out of pits. Um, I'm going to read that verse again, because that, that middle bit's the key. It, I just get emotional whenever I think of it. As each part does its own special work, and again, you might think my work is so tiny, or you might think my work is awesome, whatever. <laughs> but it's special to you. It's what God's called and gifted you to do. It helps the other parts grow. So the, the inverse of that means if someone's not doing their own special work, the other parts will never grow as much as they could. You get that, eh? I said this a couple of weeks ago. My spirit, in a very selfish, horrible way, I'm going to say this, my spiritual growth is dependent on y'all. <laughs> it's literally what he's saying, right? You see that? And your spiritual growth is dependent on me and the people beside you and behind you. Because we're, we're this crazy organism <laughs> called the body of Christ. And as each person does their special work that God's called and gifted, it grows. Ah, I just love that. And let me give you this illustration. Um, so this, this is a story. I'll read the first part, and then I'm going to chuck what, um, what Susan says on the, the screen. So it's talking about the health benefits of spending time in community, right? So this was a, a TED Talk uh, back in 2017 by Sarah Pinkus. She's a social science, social science columnist for, um, for the Wall Street Journal. So this is what she said at the end of her um, talk. She said, the secret to living longer may be your social life. Um, And she talked about how in her research she discovered that the Italian island of Sardinia had 10 times as many centenarians, people over 100, I can't say that word, um, had 10 times as many people over 100 as North America. Why? It wasn't the olive oil. (laughs) It wasn't the sunny climate. It wasn't the gluten-free diet or personality types. It was the quality of close personal relationships and face-to-face interaction. So this is how she finished her talk. I'll read this. It's on the screen. Building in-person interaction into our cities, into our workplaces, into our agendas sends feel-good hormones surging through the bloodstream and brain and helps us live longer. Isn't that like, what? (laughs) Um, I call this building your village and building it and sustaining it as a matter of life and death. It's good for your health, it turns out, to be in rich communal relationships with others. Crazy, eh? So let me go back to a verse we just read. <laughs> As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow. <laughs> it's kind of like God knew what he was talking about when he wrote this Bible thing, right? Crazy, eh? Um, being in community helps you. They've proved, again, there's so many articles on this, Right? has proven that it helps us physically, but we know, man, it helps us spiritually and emotionally. Everything else, right? All right, question time. So here's a couple of questions. So I put the the key part for me, the key part of that verse um, up on the top there. So here's my two questions. One, why do you think God literally designed us for community, spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally? Or another kind of slant on that question. Why did God design us to only grow as each part does its special work? So why make... Why make me dependent on you for my spiritual growth and vice versa? It makes sense. Let me read them again. First one, why do you think God literally designed us for community, spiritually, physically? Why did he do that? Number two, why did God design us only to grow as each part does its special work? So why make me dependent on you for my spiritual growth and you dependent on each other, right? Hey, so if you're visiting with us, awesome, welcome. Hey, so what we do now is we're just going to break into little groups, just random people around you, two, three, five, whatever you want to do. Um, but just be aware there's some people that God will be speaking to, and they don't want to be bugged. So the deal is to stare at the screen. So if you, if you go to talk to someone and they're staring at the screen, just leave them alone. They're hanging out with Jesus, right? Or they don't like you, but it's probably Jesus. So other than, if they're not staring at the screen, um, say, hey, should we chat? So we'll just take a couple of minutes, have a chat, and then we'll I'll wrap it up. Thanks. Okay, kia ora. kia ora. Any thoughts on either of those questions? Yeah, Howard. I think uh, if it if actually need to share and mm. we grow. We're not an island. Yeah, that's cool. So Howard's saying um, we reflect the image of God, and God is a God of community, three in one, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Um, and so we're designed, made, built to for community. We're not an island. It's cool, though, like that. It's cool. Anyone else? Any thoughts? Jake. Jade? Mm. And, um, say one yeah, yeah, that's like cool. That yeah, that's cool, eh? I'll just kind of paraphrase it for the video and stuff. Jade's saying it. She heard a metaphor once. It's like a wheel. If if one person, saying in a marriage or in a relationship is struggling, and but the other person is usually doing way better, and then they can rotate, and now the other person's struggling, the other person's better, and it's that always moving forward. That's cool, eh? Yeah, Louise, what were you going to say, Louise? yeah and to also work out who needs and who Yeah totally, eh? yeah, that's cool. Louise is saying sometimes you just got to put yourself out there trying to figure out who needs that encouragement, who needs that lifting up, right, And then when you need it, they'll always come back and get you a eh? could support you. Um, I thought it was cool too. Michael was saying there's that danger that you can go down like um, an anxiety or something um, struggle, and the natural response is to isolate, isolate, isolate which is the worst thing you can do because it just gets worse and worse. But, like he was saying, but we're designed to have people in our life. It's just who we are, right? We, we crave some kind of community, even if you're the most introverted person ever. There's times <laughs> that you crave that community. Yeah, cool, cool. Um, okay. Um, one more verse and I'm gonna kind of wrap it up. Here's the um, last verse from Ephesians. So this the one we already did. Uh, yeah, he makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Yeah, I just love this verse, eh? Um, I, I know I've said it multiple times, but I did warn you at the beginning, eh? We really do need each other. We really do. The way God's designed this crazy thing called this church, right? There's the global church, but we're the local church here, right? This community. Is we just desperately need each other. That verse makes, there's so many verses like this, right? I had tons of verses, but I just cut it down. That, that clearly say your spiritual growth, my spiritual growth, my mental health, your mental health. It's all intertwined because we're connected with Christ, because the same Holy Spirit indwells us, right? And so, not to be rude, and again, remember these seasons, but if you're holding back, right, and you're not attending regularly, you're not serving in some way, then. In a, in a horrible sense you 're literally stealing spiritual growth you 're stealing mental health from other people who need it because you 're intertwined whether you like it or not if this is your your faith community right um, yeah I love that eh? I love that um, a, a cool thing you could do so in um, when you read in, the, in um, especially in corinthians first Corinthians, Paul makes it very clear that Um, It's the Holy Spirit who gives these gifts, right? And I know some people are like, how do I know where to serve? How do I know how I'm gifted, right? Um, An easy way to do it, so a couple of years ago, we did, we taught through all the gifts here at church, right? And the the leadership decided are ones that we see in the New Testament, Um, taught through them all, and then we put this little booklet together. And so I was going to say, if you're part of our community or you've joined us since then, you're like, what is my gift? Um, easy thing you could do is just email office at agorachurch.nz or ask at the connect desk and they can hook you up or come and see me or Joe's, um, and we'll just give you this little booklet to work through and there's a whole bunch of questions and explanations of the gifts and so what you do it's a whole bunch of praying which is kind of a cool thing so a bunch of praying kind of work through some questions around spiritual gifts and then ask several people um, like a close friend uh, maybe a life group leader people like that to just fill out some, some simple questions that talk about your passion and your calling and your gifting. Uh, and then the final bit is to meet up with one of the people in the leadership team to say okay, <laughs> woohoo, I found out I've got the gift of administration, what do I do with it? Or I've got the gift of working with kids, which I would hate. I'm so glad I don't have, which is always the key, right? If if there's something you hate, that's probably not a spiritual gift. God's not a horrible God who is like, ha ha, I don't like you. I'm going to give you a gift you don't like. That's not the way God rolls, right? Um, And then you're like, what do I do? I don't know where to plug in. So the elders have said to me so many times in elders meetings lately, we really want to meet up with people and help them do the final bit, which is I've done the praying and the workbook and the talking to people who know me. What do I do? Um, So again, if that's you, office at agorachurch.nz, and we'll hook you up with one of the um, elders come and see me and I can hook it up or if you know one of the elders say hey can we just have coffee, that's the whole point, they just want to have coffee with you kind of talk through, wow so that's how you're gifted, that's what you're passionate about that's what you're called to do, right here's a hole in the church, right So they wanted me to make that super, we had an elders meeting Thursday that morning and they were like make sure you say that really clear, I was like yes I will so, awesome alright, hey last thing I'll just wrap up with a couple of quotes, um, here's the first one, it's kind of a funny one Community is when you learn I'm not everything you thought I was, and I learn you're not everything I thought you were. I thought that was a cool quote, right? Um, but the next one's a bit more serious. This is a more serious quote. Uh, God has always had a people, a community, through which God draws the world to himself. If we want to understand the character and purpose of God, we must look to the community of God's people. Embedded in the story of God's people is the story of God creating, saving, preserving, guiding, and reclaiming. Mm. God fulfills his own divine purpose in and through very real people. The church of Christ is the actual expression of his presence in the world. I just love that, eh? I love that. The, the, the main way that God makes his presence known, the main way that God communes with humanity is through his people. <laughs> so we desperately need you because the healthier we are as a community of God's people, the, the brighter our light shines and and if you haven't noticed, the planet's going to custard real fast, real fast. There's people out there who are so afraid, so worried, (laughs) so scared, and we have the light. (laughs) We are the light. But only when we function together, only when we be a real community and we're pulling each other out of pits and stuff, only then does our light shine and they're like, oh my gosh. (laughs) They're not a bunch of weirdos that do weird stuff on a Sunday. What the heck? I should check them out, you know. I love that, eh? Hey, we're going to move straight into communion. I'm going to kind of um, just transition us into it. And here's a verse. Uh, I'm, I'm keeping on with this whole community kind of thought. And this is a, maybe a surprising one um, out of uh, Corinthians talking about um, communion. I love this. First Corinthians 10, 16 to 18. When we bless the cup at the Lord's table, aren't we sharing in the blood of Christ? You get it, sharing, eh? <laughs> All the way through communion is always community, 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 right? If you remember, this is part of... Some people argue against this, but I think it's pretty clear that the first communion, when Jesus had it with the disciples, it was part of the Passover, which was a really fun, enjoyable meal together. It's community, community, community. But in our Western culture, we've made it very individualistic. Oh, it's time for communion. I'll go up. I better not touch anyone. I'll make eye contact. I'll take my stuff. Go back to my seat. It's like, What? It's like so far from the original idea of, of communion. You see the commune in there? <laughs> Community, right? It's just we're crazy. When we bless the cup at the Lord's table, aren't we sharing in the blood of Christ? Man, that just blows me away, eh? The blood of Christ. When we break the bread up, we're sharing in the body of Christ. Mm. And I put this in bold. And though we are many, we eat from one loaf of bread, showing that we are one body. Think about the people of Israel. Weren't they united by eating the sacrifices at the altar. And <laughs> um, we often have two loaves of bread up here, but we have just one today <laughs> because of this verse. So we don't run out, don't take too much. Um, because we're one community. So I just really encourage you as you come and take um, the, the bread and the juice, I know for a lot of people it's a real special time for them and Jesus. So just be careful in this, but maybe this morning when you take um, the juice, you know, representing the blood of Christ, shed for us, when you take... Some of the bread or the gluten-free crackers that represents Christ's body broken for us, like you rip it off, you break the wafer, the cracker. Now, um, When you do that, maybe look around. Is there someone who catches your eye? And you can go over and have a little pray with them. <laughs> have communion together with them, right? Be careful, because that might scare them. <laughs> but if not, maybe do that together. Or if, if that's not you, maybe as you're taking it, just be kind of looking around or as you're going back to your seat. Look who's around you. Just quietly pray for them this morning, right? It's community we do this together. Um, I'm going to pray and then we're just going to have a time of silence so when I finish praying come on up and, and have communion together by yourself whatever um, uh, and then we're just going to have a time of silence for a couple of minutes and then the worship team's going to come up and play um, just quietly while we continue having communion so no rush eh? just when you're ready um, come forward and, and take communion and, and you remember the, the crazy sacrifice of Jesus oh my gosh Yeah. Yeah, Kororia kita Matua. Kita tamaiti. Kita tapu. Yeah. Kororia. 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 Glory, glory, glory. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. What a crazy salvation, God. I always marvel at this. You are the almighty creator of the universe. Nothing is beyond your knowledge or your power, and yet the best way to save us is to sacrifice yourself. <laughs> it just seems nuts. It really does. I, I always think, surely there was a better way rather than sacrificing God <laughs> in our place. Oh, my gosh. It just, I, like, the way John says it in First John 4, this proves, this expounds, this shows the love of God for us, <laughs> that he would sacrifice himself, he would sacrifice God. Uh, on a horrible cross in our place. Father, that you poured out the sin of the word, that you poured out your wrath, our sin on Jesus, um, just blows us away. Jesus, that you look at us and you see our our mess-ups and our mistakes and our imperfection like (laughs) way better than we do constantly and yet you willingly said, yeah, not your will, Father. I don't want to do this, but because I love them, because you love them, I'm submitting my will to yours and you... Your, your body was literally broken for us, whipped, beard torn out, just destroyed. Uh, and your blood literally flowed out, your life, the life of God. How does it even work, flowed out? Because you're like, mm, I love these humans that we made. I will allow my creation to destroy me, that I might bring some of them into a relationship with us. Oh, amazing, Jesus. Yeah, we're a real Western church, as you know. Eh? We find doing communion together kind of freaks us out a bit. <laughs> um, so just be with us this morning as we take this. Eh? If we take it alone, we get that. If we want to do it with others, we get that. But yeah, we're just in awe of your sacrifice, Jesus. We're in awe of your sacrifice, triune God, in our place. And I pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hey, so when you're ready, just come forward and help yourself to communion. Cheers.